Welcome to the audio description notes for Aristocrats by Brian Friel. This assisted performance is at the Abbey Theatre on Saturday the 26th of July 2014. The play is directed by Patrick Mason, set design is by Francis O'Connor, costume design by Catherine Fay and lighting by Sinead McKenna. The composer and sound designer is Dennis Clothesy. The performance begins at 2pm and lasts for 2 hours and 15 minutes with one 20-minute interval. About the audio description equipment. The audio description equipment comprises of a receiver and an earpiece. The receiver is small enough to be placed in a breast pocket or, using the attached cord, hung around your neck. All the controls for operating the receiver are on the top. From left to right, you have the earpiece socket, in the middle, you will find the volume control, which also functions as an on-off switch, while on the extreme right, there is a smaller channel switch. The audio description will be transmitted on channel 1 only, so it is important that you don't change this setting. We would encourage patrons to set the volume of the audio description equipment for their personal comfort, while also being mindful that patrons adjacent to you may be able to hear the audio. By moving the volume control in a clockwise direction, you increase the volume, and by moving it in a completely counterclockwise direction, you can lower the volume or turn the receiver off. Alternative earpieces are available for the comfort of hearing aid users. About the play. From Philadelphia Here I Come to Translations, Brian Friel's plays have delighted generations of Abbey Theatre audiences. This summer, we return to the village of Ballybeg with Aristocrats. The once influential O'Donnells have gathered to celebrate a wedding in their crumbling home, Ballybeg Hall. The father, Justice O'Donnell, is on his deathbed. This upper-class family has survived wars and famines, but the old order is collapsing. Can they forge a new life for themselves? First premiered at the Abbey Theatre in 1979, Aristocrats is a revealing family drama which subtly confronts a politically charged time in Ireland. About the set. We are presented with segments of the big house of Ballybeg Hall. Rather than a faithful representation, the set resembles an architect's model of the building. The back and side walls are painted grey, painted with an effect that mimics the texture of marble. The back wall is divided up into the ground floor wall, with elaborate plaster coving halfway up, and the upper storey, which has a Georgian window frame with opaque glass. The entire wall surface is made up of one metre squared panels and their edges don't always meet. Through these chinks in the wall and a stairs shaped cut running from the ground floor to the upper storey are glimpses of darkness beyond. In the opening moments of the show, as music plays, mist billows softly through these chinks in the wall, spilling into the interior. A door frame stands facing us, about four feet nearer us than the back wall, and serves to suggest the main corridor of the house. A red plastic intercom is screwed to the wall at the upper right-hand corner of the architrave. The panelled door has been removed and leans against the back wall. This doorway opens into a central rectangular space with wooden floor. This is the study. In the centre of the side wall to our far right is a huge marble fireplace. It is probably never used as an electric heater stands in front of it like a fire guard. On the mantelpiece sits an ornate mantelpiece clock, brass candlestick holders, a black Bakelite telephone, a stack of cassette tapes, a cassette player and a single photograph in a silver oval frame. 
On the side of the fireplace nearest us sits a large beige armchair with a footstool next to it. A cut glass ashtray rests on the footstool. On the far side of the fireplace is a wine velour chaise longue with a large open tea chest sitting at its foot. Beside it is a writing desk of ornately carved mahogany with barley stick legs. A lamp and a set of pewter inkwells sit on it. The table is stacked with ledgers and books. Behind the chaise longue, leaning against the wall of the hallway, is a very large oil painting, a portrait of an archbishop, with a slight tear in the canvas. Indeed, piles of file boxes and books are placed all around the study. There are also a few side tables, one carrying an ornate brass crucifix and the other a decanter and a set of whiskey glasses on a small tray. The rest of the stage is at a lower level with a step down to it about 8 to 10 inches deep. This area, spanning the full width of the stage, is covered in mossy lawn with fragments of Roman columns to the left and right. Patio furniture is occasionally brought into this space for the family to gather outdoors. About the characters and costumes. In order of appearance. Tom Hoffnung, played by Philip Judge, is the outsider, a journalist staying in the house to write about the family. A man in his fifties, perhaps, dressed smartly in a dark suit, white shirt and dark bow tie. His dark brown, well-groomed hair is receding and a pair of spectacles rest on his nose. Tom's dress sense harks back to the 1950s and his relaxed body language sets him apart from the family he is studying. He moves sure-footed and steady throughout. Willie Diver, played by Rory Nolan, is a man in his mid-thirties. He also stands apart from the family in his steady manner. Willie is a handsome man, heading towards middle age with a slight paunch to his belly and a receding hairline. Unlike Tom, his style is more of the time, his auburn hair a little longer, with sideburns and a moustache to match. Willie wears a brown suit jacket with a cream shirt underneath and trousers with a slight flare to them. Willie has a twinkle in his eye and tends to take a wide stance when standing, resting his fists on his hips. When impatient, he jangles his keys in his hands or trouser pocket. The next person to appear is Uncle George, played by Bosco Hogan. Uncle George is in his late 70s. He stumbles hurriedly with the aid of a walking stick through the room in what appears to be a confused state, searching for someone or something. His feeble frame, slightly hunched, is dressed in brown trousers, v-necked jumper with shirt and cream cotton jacket with a cream fishing hat. His wizened facial expression and searching eyes appear stern and his clipped beard give him the look of a once important gentleman. Casimir, played by Tyg Murphy, is the only son in the family. A slightly built man in his thirties with long, slightly greasy, straggly blonde hair with a crooked middle parting. He is sparrow-like in his enthusiastic and quick movements. His small but quick steps give the sense of a man expending a lot of energy. Casimir's dress sense is very much a modern man. Dark brown pinstripe flares, light brown shirt with wide collars and tawny coloured suede waist-length fitted sports jacket. Casimir is animated, dramatic and repetitive in his gestures, clenching his fists and clasping them to his chest. Grinning widely, scrunching his nose, flapping his hands about and shaking his head incessantly. Casimir's physical actions somewhat mirror his verbal tics and his movements can appear abrupt and jumpy. There is not much in the age difference between himself and his sister Alice, played by Rebecca O'Mara. 
Alice's chiselled features are framed by mousy brown shoulder-length hair pulled back from her face with a hair slide. When she first appears, she is dressed informally in blue flared jeans, an orange flower print blouse with a sleeveless crocheted turquoise cardigan with a long bead necklace to match. She moves around barefooted and is all limbs in her agitated movements. She often rests the backs of her hands uncomfortably above her waist. She has a habit of biting her nails and fidgeting with her forehead as if trying to recall a memory. Her eyes hold a far off sad expression. Her husband, Eamon, played by Keith McElane, appears to be more pragmatic, broad-shouldered and square-jawed. He too dresses in the 70s style. His brown-patterned short-sleeve shirt shows off his muscular arms and his light brown flared slacks further display his toned physique. Eamon has wavy, thick, dark brown hair and a full beard, all neatly trimmed. He moves with a swagger and stands with his arms folded. Alice and Casimir's little sister, Claire, is played by Jane McGrath. Claire is in her twenties. Her pale and elfin features are framed by long brown hair. She has a softness around her eyes and a wistful smile often rests on her full red lips. She wears a sky blue short sleeved cotton summer dress which hangs to her knees with flat brown sandals on her feet. When seated, Claire's shoulders slump slightly and she fidgets with her hands. Sometimes worry lines crease her brow as she purses her lips. Judith, played by Kathy Belton, is the eldest of the siblings at around 40 years of age. She stands out among her brothers and sisters with her controlled and graceful poise and smart fitted brown slacks and turquoise blouse. She has the air of Audrey Hepburn with her sense of style and crisp, well-cut, no-nonsense hairstyle accentuating her high cheekbones and pretty face, which generally holds a stoic expression. Judith holds up her chin and moves gracefully, though she is unfortunately betrayed often by her nervous hands clasping and unclasping. The last character we meet is the patriarch of this family, their father, is played by John Kavanagh, whose frail frame is nothing like his intimidating voice. His grey pyjamas hang loosely about him and his thinning white hair is long and uncombed, with his chin covered in downy white whiskers. This introduction has been prepared by Breedney Rugan and Maureen Portsmouth, who are audio describing the performance. Audio description at the Abbey Theatre is provided by Arts and Disability Ireland with support from the Arts Council.